if once you realize that you are responsible entirely for yourself, that you are in a jungle, literally in a jungle, where you have to make your own way up. There is nobody to lead you. Then you forget all this. The examples, the books, everything. Because you've you got vitality. Strength to go through. But the moment you depend on leaders, you become weak. If once you realize it in your heart, not just intellectually, then you are a man, human being, free to walk straight. But we don't want all that. So it's so simple when you think of it all. That was uh, Jay Krishnamurti. We're talking about our leaders that we have in the world and that we shouldn't rely on them because they don't have the love in them. So you have to rely on your own leadership and guidance, which is what we've all had to contend with. I know for my life it's been very, very few leaders in my life to guide me in the right direction. The occasional one pop up, but not a lot. It's been very slim slim pickings I was thinking about that the other day in regards to like plant medicines and with plant medicines I feel like it's mother's mother earth's way of guiding us um, when especially when at a time when we've got very few like uh, mentors and guides, people that we can look up to, <coughs> is very slim with who you can look up to in this world. And it's, I think, more the last 10 years, especially with the internet, we're starting to get more and more people speaking up and talking their truth. And, and you can find those people to relate with where in my upbringing, so the 70s and 80s, had very few influences, like good ones. We sort of had one TV channel and one radio station, and so you're just around your community. But I lived in the country, and but it wasn't there wasn't a community. We still had our little suburban house with our fences, and so it was very isolated. And so I guess if you didn't have the guidance of <coughs> great people around you and your family then you're very isolated. So then it's, you're just sort of winging it and you're flying by the seat of your pants and using your intuition 
which you may have already, you know, you may have some, I believe you have wisdom from your past, your past lives, you know, each each life you're learning more and more wisdom. So you, you have that, but you don't have anything else, no other guidance. So you've got to work it all out for yourself, which is a little bit more challenging, but maybe it's more valuable in the long run. Just learning from, yeah, learning as you go. The one thing I, I know I was very lucky to have was the, like the love, like I had my mother and my s- sister, who my sister's like was a year and a half younger than me. So, and so I had two beautiful women giving me love my whole upbringing and caring about me like that. That having that learning about love and I guess especially from with women then it's it's a very it's a very much a gift for a man to receive and it's very difficult I would imagine for men who didn't receive that when they were children so they're missing out on and so they (coughs) they may find it more difficult to come into a relationship when they're older I don't know it's definitely a, a learned, maybe it's learned or it's there and at least it stays open. Like that love when you're born is pure and then it, life sort of throws down you know, a trauma and that it sort of makes that love bubble get smaller and smaller. And so by being around women for me was great because it kept open that part of me, that, that love, wanting to love. Loving to love. Uh, mm. Yeah, so uh, so back to plant medicines. This idea that... So we didn't have a lot of... I didn't have a lot of mentors at all. It was... Um, yeah. Dr. Phil, maybe. Oprah. But fortunately, in the last 10 years, like I, Joe Rogan, I really spent many years listening to his podcast and that had a huge impact on me. It really introduced me to a lot of people who I'd never even heard of before, but really interesting people. And that just opened my, expanded my horizons. And then I went down those rabbit holes of what those guys were talked about. And yeah, so it's that was a very having that Joe Rogan podcast really I think would have impacted so many so many humans on this planet he's done such an amazing job to open people's eyes and then just his his mindset is is amazing because he's always learning new things and he's always challenging himself and he's like and he gets on I remember him taking up archery and then he just did it for like still does it but he became a master at it you know he focused on one thing and it made it happen and I love that attitude that he he can basically do anything he wants and he knows it and so he's got that confidence and he's just like okay what am I going to do next that's the decision that's the tough decision (laughs) what next I have the same thing I for for me I got into kite surfing uh, in when was it 
99 I first 2000 I saw someone kite surfing uh, in New Caledonia I went there for New Year's for the 2000 so it was the first ter- time I saw someone kite surfing and just went whoa that's amazing and got into it and did it for like almost 10 years like just non-stop and had a kite surfing school in Thailand for five years and traveled the world kite surfing it was freaking amazing <laughs> it's a really cool life experience but then I you know I got to a point where I, and I had had kids and three beautiful children but that since my my kids were born then I stopped kite surfing and I was cool with that like that's I did it I really went into it and went as far as I needed to go mm. Yeah, so what's my point? Where is someone to tell me? I needed my little pen and paper. That would be good actually. Pen and paper. Mm. This is the beauty of live, is that you um have a mind blank and there's and you're on your own <laughs> there's no one to ask <laughs> yeah so mentors we didn't have many mentors and then I'm going down a tangent of my my life there but the mentors very few and far between And that's that's the state of our world at the moment. And so, where else do we get the the wisdom from? And I believe, like the plant medicines that Mother Earth has given us to keep us awake, to keep us from s- dropping into a like a level of consciousness where we, it, you know, in the darkness, you could say. And so, plant medicine. You look at the impact. That ayahuasca has had on so many people's lives my uh, my partner ex-partner my first son Hayden they um, they took ayahuasca and basically quit their jobs moved to Byron Bay basically totally transformed their lives from that I think from just a two or three experiences and so it's the mother it's the divine talking to us and teaching us the way what we need to learn wisdom wise and it you can learn from it there's a lot to be learned but it all has to be done respectfully in in that space of asking the divine for wisdom because we are lack of we have a lack of wise guys and gals wise guys and girls we have a real lack of those around and to me that means plant medicines is like the fallback if the whole world falls apart and we all turn into monkeys again uh, you know because we're just surviving uh, plant medicines will get us back to that spiritual place eventually has to 
there was a theory that plant um, mushrooms, because of the brain size of like the evolution of our species, there's about a I think it's a million years where our brain size like doubles in size, and they like have they don't have an explanation for that. And one theory that I think Terence McKenna put forward was that the our our ancestors were following the herds around in Africa and the poo from the cows and these herd animals grew mushrooms and they would eat the mushrooms and that, those psychedelic experiences helped develop the brain and it helped develop language, just helped, you know, it's shown that it makes you more acute when you're hunting like you're fast, you can run. It, it, it gives you these ab- advantages when you hunt. So there's all these benefits, and your and that might have developed our brains the way they needed to be developed because and with the help of the mushrooms, which <coughs> we are actually. Mushrooms are our forefathers. Forefathers, yeah, they're the they they breathe air just like us, and. The fungies are our ancestors, so I'm sure they're trying to help us out however they can. And ultimately, I believe like we're here on this universe to raise our consciousness. That's the whole game. That's the whole game to reach enlightenment. But enlightenment never ends, right? You just get to a certain level of wisdom. And then that's you could call that enlightenment because you suddenly see around the world and everything's beautiful and you're grateful for everything and you feel joy and bliss and you see the the love in the world <coughs> and then you want to make the world better and you want other people to see that what you see that's enlightenment you've had light wisdom come into you and it's enlightened you you've got the ideas you understand the concepts of how the nature of the universe that there is one consciousness that we are all playing this game of gods with amnesia so but then you reach a certain level of consciousness and wisdom and light but there's many many layers above never ends because where is the ultimate end is completeness the whole of the universe but there's a long way to get to that point so that's why there's different levels of gods you know we we talk about the anunnaki and uh, like there is i have no doubt that there's more advanced there's civilizations out there and there's many of them life is that's what life wants it's consciousness and expansion and creation creativity and so you you have different levels of of gods right as each one goes higher and higher rises higher and who knows where those levels of consciousness go but I think when they we talk about the Buddha or the 
or Jesus or Zarathustra, like these enlightened men, they were conscious, more conscious. They had more light in them, more wisdom of the truths of the world. And so they would see more truth and they can see through bullshit and they can see through lies because they have an understanding and they have a, a connection to the universe which allows them to see truth. So then they speak that truth but it's very hard to explain the truth <laughs> if that makes sense. So it's like you have to experience for yourself to understand the truth. And then every every uh, every apostle or every disciple or every yeah disciple following every master like has listened to that truth and and the idea is that they get that transmission of truth whether it's through physical contact or just being around someone who's has more light in them yeah and that and that's that's a great segue into building communities because that's i think a very important factor is you have these beings of light in your communities like people who are the w like wise ones you have wise ones in your communities who are who have that spiritual connection Th that's I think that's how it always was they had the oracles and they had the the shamans and they had but I feel like those people had more more say in the running of the the city or the tribe. Now this is something that I'm seeing in this research on the kings and queens. Is like in the past, the kings were priests, and that was part of being a king. Is you need to be enlightened, right? Enlightened or as near to enlightenment as possible. And that way you get good leadership and you get leaders who can see the truth. Can see, like this is this idea of uh, that your ruler is your judge. Like they're the judge that's the final. Because ultimately every society, kingdom, community has a set of rules. And then when you put those rules in place, then you have to have a court to rule if someone has know done against the rule or maybe the rules not sufficient for the society but you you've got to have those rules and ultimate final say in those rules is the is the boss is the is the guy in charge so if he's the whatever it is the whatever you want to call him the guy in charge the girl in charge and so that person has to be a good judge, a judge of the truth, to be able to see the truth, to be able to see more than your regular 
person and that means then your judge will lead your community in the right way so it's very important for that person to be a priest so and, and it goes back to what Jay Krishnamurti was saying it's like that's the problem is our leaders have don't have that they don't have this priestly spiritual connection to to God that they used to have and they used to put a large emphasis on that connection like the Babylonians uh, and I mean you just see the Egyptian all the hieroglyphs and all the, the murals that they've got and this is where I th I've, I've said before but that this is where their interpretation is wrong because all this Book of the Dead ceremonies that they show, I believe, is is the other way around. It's the ceremony of selecting the right king and queen. That's what they're showing us, the importance. And you can see all the gods that need are approving of the king and queen. And their, it's their journey to being crowned. Because you want all the gods to want the those two as your rulers, so they are connected. They have to be very sp spiritual and very uh, enlightened for them to be as successful as possible. Which is what every community kingdom country civilization wants is they want their their place to flourish in abundance and love and joy and dancing and music and celebrations and beautiful spaces and buildings you know I imagine what Babylon wants look like like uh, if we can imagine it as that fairy kingdom where you see uh just a bubbling city and people from all over the world come to the bubbling city to experience it uh, it's sort of like how Paris has been for many people in the world like that maybe the French culture definitely has a lot more culture they've held on to their culture a lot more than say the English or maybe the English never had it I don't know I think the like the the Anglo Saxons, the Angles and the Saxons and I'm sure the Normans when they came in, like I think their courts and their the way that they governed was not quite as barbaric as we're told. I th I honestly believe they would have lived a good lives. Like they didn't fight every year like there was and it's hard to see that in history when you're looking at like 300 years and there was three battles it's like well they're 50 years apart or they're even 10 years apart you can see there's a lot of time in between and what were they doing during those times they would have been having a great time 
And I don't think the peasants would have been as, like, maybe when there was shitty rulers, and maybe there were times in history where everyone was a shitty ruler. But this is the idea of, like, if you get a king that's, so there's seven kingdoms in uh, in England with the at one before the Normans came in, so before 1066. Seven kingdoms of the Angles and the Saxons. And, but eventually they got amalgamated. And to me, the reason why they got amalgamated is because th- the best king uh, amalgamated them all. And ultimately the other kingdoms are okay with a good king taking them over. Because that means prosperity for them too. And I often wonder with uh, in battles, like if you've got if the reputation of a king who's invincible and everyone loves him and you can see the adoration from his his troops, and then you see there's another army and the king's not quite as confident and has had a few issues, things going wrong, and he just doesn't have the will of the people. Whose army is going to win? Like, it'll be a rout. Because to fight for your life, you have to respect the person you're fighting for. And I feel that there's this natural law that when bad kings come along, when you have this free free movement, then bad kings get taken away. And especially if you have these open open borders and everyone's welcome this is you got to get these things you know so you accept the people this is i'm dreaming up the new world here where you you have countries but you have so if a bad country pops up people just leave everything falls apart that's in an ideal world this natural balance of good, you know, good, good uh, abundance, kingdom, fairy kingdom. And then next door is one that's got a, a, a ruler who's not quite as kind to his people. And where's all those people going to go? They're going to go next door. And that, that kingdom will shrink and, t- and people will overthrow the ruler. Right? Natural law. Hmm. And I think that for a, a king and a queen to get the respect of the people, like now is never a better time for that to happen. Because you can have uh because of just the media social media now like there's so much ways to for people to find out who the king and queen is like in the past it was all you know maybe put a portrait up and but if you have a leaders they should be access there shouldn't be any secrets right there shouldn't be maybe personal life 
Right. But to a point. Dunno. Never thought about personal life. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but you've got this ability for the the people of the who want to know who their king is or their queen. Is you've they can just follow them around with cameras all day and you can s watch it on online. And then everyone can get to know. There's no secrets. And this is the thing. We've, we've got to get to know who our leaders are. Especially if we're going to have to vote on them. And now it's not possible. I always love the idea like Joe Rogan. It's like get Trump on Joe Rogan. Get Biden on Joe Rogan. Like get a three hour interview with these guys. I guarantee if Biden had a went on Joe Rogan before the last election he wouldn't be president now because you would have picked up on his de de degeneration three hours you know he's not doing sound bites it's and I'm I still don't understand why Biden is still there like why have no one stood up and said okay he's he's not this is the USA and there's a lot going on in the world and he's clearly not got all his faculties now like he's not at he's not the man he was 10 years ago and he was uh, like you see him when he's younger he's he's sharp but he's not now and it's like then so there's no for the good of the the world let's get rid of this guy move him move him on like he's got to move we can't afford to have him in power now making like this is the USA and you've got someone who's got dementia and no one's speaking up to get rid of him why why not in where where's people in the US speaking up because to me it's clear. Everyone can see it. So what's going on? I think people have got... There's way too much... It's like this mind control going on. I don't understand how how it works, but it's like a form of hypnotization. We're all... A lot of us are hypnotized. And to break those spells... And they're in a way they are a spell. Um, I guess the first thing to do is for people to talk uh, talk up about it. So here I am talking my truth. May you uh, get gains out of it. Hmm. Yeah, so what are we doing with our leaders? I still really want to do a worldwide peace protest, like peacefully, with no, yeah, no aggression, pure love coming from a high vibration state, and just having white flags, putting white flags everywhere, white clothing white profile pics just white 
everything and we say we surrender we surrender to war we don't want to fight no more Yeah, we're not, we're, we don't need to fight anymore. We are able to negotiate. We have enough consciousness and we have enough wisdom and we have enough wise people that can come together and create negotiation and c create solutions. Like fall, falling into a war is so primitive. And look what's happening. It's causing so much destruction. So, I know getting to that time when we're of no wars anymore, hopefully it's not far away. But it, what we need to do is at least talk about peace and now is the best time for us all to talk about peace because we need to have peace we can't allow world war three to start and we can't have people dropping throwing nuclear weapons around it's just gonna cause havoc on this planet so much havoc like what why are we not talking about this look at the destruction that's possible if someone accidentally shoots a missile we have to start talking peace and we have to acting peacefully and I don't like the word protest I would say uh, voicing our feelings <laughs> voicing our feelings with the flags and with the white we need to express how we feel about this and TikTok has, uh, must have over a billion people. And YouTube, it's like, let's do all these viral campaigns for peace. And I, I want to see all the Chinese waving these white flags around, saying, we don't want, we don't want to fight either. We just want to live in peace and we want to be prosperous and we want the world to be a beautiful place for everyone who's here like if we, the whole world could come out and say that it's like we are one and we're on one planet which is a very amazing beautiful planet I often say I wish we could find out what all the other planets look like in our galaxy because I know that I just know that my Earth is one of the the best. It's the most beautiful, and it's got the most amazing animals, and it's got so much diversity, and it's just beautiful wherever you go, every everywhere you look. We're living on a magical planet, and we need to protect her for for us, our children but for all the animals, all the amazingness. Yeah, we need to protect her, so we need to protest for peace.
outcomes are down to connecting one another again so this could be amazing to bring people back together again like a big peace worldwide movement where we all show the world what we really want we're all got enough wisdom now to see what we want and yeah well now's the time to do it yeah so let's do it let's do it I'm just thinking how I'm going to do it <laughs> this is a good start talking about it and then I'm going to do another po uh, TikTok video saying exactly that I've done two I've got like 120 views each so but it's out there and this is the fear this is the f my f belief on life is that like if you want if you want to do something it doesn't you don't have to be ready you just like have a little I wonder if someone knocked hello no maybe it was the sheep we've got two beautiful sheep Yeah, so it, the key for me is just to start. Like I started doing podcasts a year and a half ago and I just started. <laughs> and they were pretty wild and all over the place, but just starting is the, you just start to, oh, okay, I need this equipment. How do I hook, plug it in? So it's like learning all the steps uh, just by taking that first little step, even if you're not ready. And eventually you take another step and another step and you, you just get closer and closer to your goals. You don't know how you're going to get to the goal. <laughs> that's, the, that's the fun of it all. That's the joy of living in this world is like, okay, I have a goal. How I get there, I've got no idea. Like I've got so many goals, like dreams, so how to get there? Wow, I don't know. But I have this faith that the universe is guiding me there. Because m my dreams are all for lo from love. And that's what the universe wants, is love and creativity. To go, <laughs> to expand. That's what she wants us, to be creators. Like loving creators she doesn't want us to fall into this world of death and destruction and we don't have to be there we can step out of that world and it's just purely a matter of understanding and gaining more wisdom and when you get enough wisdom you realize my brothers are everyone on this whole planet We're all just experiencing life in different ways. 
Yeah. And so when everyone gains that, so th- yeah, the peace movement would bring us together. It would be an excuse to bring us together. We can start to talk and say, hey, hey, my brother, hey, my sister. How goes it? What's your life been like? What's your experience? What magic can you tell me about? Maybe you can cook me a beautiful meal from your culture. Yeah. That is uh, then the magic. You go in that wisdom of no one is a threat. Everyone is our brothers and sisters. All expressing in a different way. And then once you see that, then it's like everyone is a wonder. So, whoa, who is this person? Wow, look at th- look at their beautiful skin color. Look, it's very different to my skin color. And look at their characteristics and the way they move or the way they talk. What about that language? How do they like move their bodies? What do they wear? Like everyone's, we're all so unique. So unique. And so when you start to see that, you don't see, there's no jealousy. You see them for the magic that they are. And yeah, you you drop that comparison. You become... Yeah, accepting of everyone's individuality. And that's a beautiful place to be. And then uh, whenever you walk outside, you never know who you're going to meet. Some interesting character. <laughs> that's why I always love, like, when catch Ubers. Uber was good because you're always, you're getting people, you're running into people you would never cross paths with usually like it's a unless you're an uber driver right it's just like different walks of life and then you get your know, 10 minutes 20 minutes to chat with them that was that i find that interesting and you can learn about another part of the world it's just a matter of shifting consciousness just to make people aware of like some truths and when you bring everyone into that truth you suddenly have a different world like the world we're in now is this and Australia is very lucky I believe that we still like I you can still leave things around and no one will steal them but I believe in uh, most of the world now, everyone's wouldn't leave any f- possessions around because they get stolen. And that, to me, is a real commentary on our society. Like that is, w- you don't want to get to that point. You need to have the trust of the people. We all have to come together and uh, under trying conditions. If a uh, a group of people that are lovingly connected or have a common purpose or a, like they're going to come together better than like if 
Like at the moment, our cities, we're all so dis- disjointed. How do we come together? No one knows how. Right? It's No one knows how, and it's all going to be everyone for themselves. Like we need to have... I I hope it's not that way. I hope I heard a story during the Great Depression. One guy had said it was actually the best time of his life because they formed this community and everyone came together. And so I feel that will happen as well. If things if things don't if you know things break down or there's there's pressures on the, our logistic system like the food systems fuel all these type of things people are going to have to come together they're going to have to come together in their com- in built communities and that's probably would work out like in the neighborhoods you could imagine uh some key parts of the city would really find strong communities yeah yeah interesting but yeah if you have a so that's that's a to me that's a bad marker on a society when you can't trust a stranger to not steal your things. Like we've gone we've gone too far that now for that. Like it's common, everyone just thinks it's normal, but it's not normal. Respect and trust are possible in a group of people living together whether it's a million people or a hundred people, it's all possible. But it all depends on how you structure society and what respect you give to the people, what effort do you make on healing them, what efforts do you make on raising their, their vibration, their wisdom, what efforts do you teach them the right things? for wisdom, for freedom, like all these things you the society can do to help with uh, educating and guiding your citizens. Like that's the number one priority. Are your citizens joyful? Are they happy? Are they, are marriages staying together? Is What's the divorce rate? Like that's another good KPI. Key performance indicator of nation state. How many divorces, how many marriages? I always said about uh, Mindful Earth here, that was the measure of our success was how many couples we, that hooked up. And there's been a few that like had really great relationships. Well, I'm not sure if they're still together or not, but yeah, they met. They met here, and that was that's cool. So that's a, K- a KPI: marriages and divorces. And you just have lots of celebrations all the time, just like they did in the old days. <coughs> you have the Olympic Games once a year where everyone runs around showing off their strength and beauty and artistic talents 
Just like Bali. The Balinese do ceremonies all the time. Like uh, create that society where you're celebrating. Again, a big part of... I think the big one of the big problems is we've lost any knowledge of all this. Well, we don't know anything about our past societies. It's all very basic information. We don't know anything. Like the Greeks. I got a book over there, Greeks and Romans and like they were amazing. They did amazing things. And the Romans as well for a while too. I think they got a bit corrupted towards the end. But they they uh yeah, they had amazing nations. We don't know anything about it, so we don't even know that it's possible. You got ten more minutes of talking. So, what else can we talk about? I've been looking into my ancestry. I just signed up for Ancestry.com, which is pretty cool, uh, and got a membership again. I'd done some work on it about, uh, sorry, I did uh, some reading, some research a couple of years ago and built my tree, and now I just want to go back further, because I realised my, my mum's side, the wind, comes from Wales, and that's the Gwynedd Gwynedd Kingdom so Wynn my family name comes from that Gwynedd Gwyn, they drop the, dub, the G and the, the D at the end which spells Wynn which is my family name but that's pretty cool so I was just researching that and trying to find out more information so I've got from my mum's side the Wynn the Wynn line uh, to about 1800 and then but then there's like there's a lot of information out on the web about the winds and the kingdom of Gwynedd Gwynd, Gwynd. Uh, yeah so I'm looking into that further but the other interesting thing is my father's name Morell M-O-R-M-U-R-R-E-L-L its original spelling is M-O-R-E-L and it's like a Norman name that came in with the uh, with the William the Conqueror when they came into England and there's a couple of references to Morel in Norfolk and there was a guy called Ackrell Morel in the 10th century who who had a who had a he was the steward of Benborough Castle, which is one of the northern castles near Scotland. So, and there's a story of how the king of England, his master, had betrayed the king of England. So the king of England turned up with an army, and this the boss left of the castle, and Ackrell Morell and lady of the ruler stayed and they held the king out for like a week 
and the king was it's even made a note saying that the king was impressed with this guy's uh, abilities so the king didn't have him killed <laughs> he uh, I don't know what happened with him but yeah there's so this and then there's another story of him where he was he sl- had s- uh, killed the king of Scotland Malcolm the third Canmore so that's really interesting but then there's my so I was trying to link up that morale with the morales and they go there's there's an interesting like connection it's sort of like Norman name Norman people and so just trying to connect those two dots on both sides of the family for me I, I have a strong feeling of uh, this like some really in- interesting things there I had one the interesting thing if you want to hear an interesting story a coincidence but the uh, Benborough Castle is where Aquil Morel was he was the steward of Benborough Castle and then I follow the wind my mother's side down and there's this a fantasy there's a an old fairy tale about a dragon and the winds uh her f- his father and son and the daughter and the daughter is the father finds a, a witch in the forest brings her back to the castle and is in love with her and she doesn't like the daughter so she turns the daughter into a dragon and the f- son was away fighting or doing something and he came back and he realized that that was his sister so he didn't kill the dragon he kissed the dragon three times and she turned back into the sister it's a really interesting story but the crazy the crazy thing is is that winds it's the winds in the fairy tale there the dragon is in Benborough castle which is exactly the same castle where my father's side possibly comes from anyway I like to look at clues of history so I'm looking further but there seems to be a the morale name seems to have been it's just got it disappeared and it's interesting because morale I always said moral but morale morale is a the morals right moors moors means uh, rules rules for societies rules for uh, yeah to make but they're the morals like the good good mora- morals morales is what's a good morale is to uh, be kind to your neighbours be loving to your children I guess they're morals, 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 the morals of the story. So yeah, what is the connection? I don't know, but I I feel that there's a connection. And especially because of what my interests are. Like, uh, why am I so interested in communities and building societies and history and making better worlds? I wonder how much is in my genetics, in my genes. You know, building kingdoms.
Yeah, but from a loving place. I wonder. But yeah, there's there's uh, some really interesting uh, little tidbits of morale history. I'll tell you a really interesting one. You know, uh, Bal Balmoral Castle, Balmoral Castle in Scotland. So Bal means home in Gaelic. Morel, home of Morel. Like there's this Acrel Morel, I believe, was he's quite influential in his time. And but there's no history; it just sort of disappears. But I don't understand how that could happen, unless it was removed. But yeah, Bell Morel, home of Morel, is where the Queen's residence is is now. What the hell? Why? And I called myself. Bo Morel. <laughs> I changed my name to Bo. So it's like, what? I, I just love, is the universe trying to tell me something? So I've been down this rabbit hole of just learning, learning, learning about history and about kings and queens and all these cool things. It's like, why am I the only one interested in this stuff? I ask myself. Anyway, I'm having fun. That is the secret to life. Have fun. Have fun. Enjoy. And you know what? That's almost an hour on the dot. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna end now. I should. Going forward, I'm gonna have a little. Uh, something that I'd like you to listen to. Some wise sage advice let me find one Public education is a scam. on tiktok you believe me i'll find one yeah, I'll put i like this one here we go um there's a famous saying which is called um, <laughs> Demon's Hand Buddha Heart It's an old Shaolin saying Develop the demon hand While at the same time Maintain the Buddha's heart Demon and Buddha You might say they are both Very two different sides Yeah, you need both you need both demon hand demon heart no good then you are going to become a threat for this world demon hand buddha heart well to be able to access something 